Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Hump day. Happy, happy hump day. It's Wednesday, noon Eastern, 11 Central. You know what time that is. It is time for the Tony Michaels podcast here on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Live coming to you, broadcasting live from an undisclosed location (laughs) in my liberal bunker. There's liberal hysteria this morning, apparently. We are broadcasting to you live every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central from YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now the Midas Touch Facebook page. Welcome to all of you out there on the books of face. Good morning, good morning, and happy hump day. Apparently, the right wing thinks liberals are in hysterical. They're hysterical over Elon Musk not buying Twitter and losing... (laughs) He lost $126 billion of Tesla's valuation yesterday. Uh, People keep tweeting at me. Hey, Tony, oh, you're wrong about the Elon Musk thing. You know what? If he buys Twitter at this point and he tanks Tesla, fuck him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Elon Musk is such a super genius. Oh, it's such a great idea for Elon Musk to own Twitter. He's a brainiac. The guy is so fucking smart. He's the smartest person in the entire world. He must be because he's super rich. And he loses $126 billion yesterday. <laughs> if his money is any, any, any indication of his brilliance, he's a fucking dumbass. What a fucking bonehead. And then it turns out, and we're going to find out from our co-host, Gabe Sanchez, I got a lot of questions. He did a lot of research last night on Elon Musk and his money. But apparently, it looks like if he backs out of the deal, he's got to pay Twitter a billion bucks. That's right, with a B, a billion dollars, he's got to pay Twitter. (laughs) Tesla investors are pissed. Oh, Twitter's happy as a lark here. Twitter is fucking just swimming in it. They're like, yeah, baby. I mean, we get bought out for $45 billion in overvaluation. The stock, the shareholders are excited. The board's excited. And you know what? If Elon Musk walks away because he looks like a fucking dumbass incel rube, we get a billion bucks, baby. What a fucking dipshit. And, and, and it really is f- fucking brilliant that yesterday, the entire internet, the entire right wing was like, oh, Elon is our savior. He's so smart. What a super genius he is. And he tanked. He tanked the company stock that he's going to use to buy Twitter. <laughs> I would imagine. 
I would imagine that actual smart people, actual people out there who know what the fuck they're doing, saw this coming at Twitter. I would imagine that's probably the case. Oh, fuck. You can't, you can't, can't make this shit up. I told you yesterday, the picture of Elon Musk not even fucking sitting long enough for a haircut and flaking on his barber was enough evidence for me to know that that this Twitter deal is all a bunch of shit. It's all a bunch of Elon Musk fucking I'm going to do this and he never does it bullshit. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm sticking to my story and you can tweet at me and tell me I need to listen to this person or that person. Hell, I'll have them on the show. I'll have them on the show. They can come and prove me wrong. I don't give a fuck. I had someone in Facebook yesterday. Well, you can't call me dumb or stupid because I hate Elon Musk and I'm leaving Twitter. Good. Go. Leave Twitter. Leave Twitter. You'll be back in a couple months when he flakes on the deal and you realize that Elon Musk isn't going to own Twitter. He doesn't own Twitter. He does not own Twitter today. And I don't think he's going to. That's the way I'm going to stick with my story. I don't give a shit. I'm going to tell you right now, my prediction is Elon Musk does not own Twitter and will not own the majority share or he will not turn it into a private company. That is my prediction. And I feel like I am taking a pretty fucking solid risk by saying that. Knowing Elon Musk and how Elon Musk acts on his promises and what he says. How the fuck can you take this asshole seriously? How could anyone take this asshole seriously? Twitter or anyone else? It really is ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Welcome, welcome to all of you. I know I guys in here. I guy, oh man. Uh I know I guys in here and boy, he's really he wants me to uh, talk to Glenn. Glenn Kirshner. Oh, yeah. The I guy was tweeting it. Yeah, I, I know. I hear you, I guy. I hear you, I guy. I hear you. I hear you. But I also I also think that Elon Musk is full of fucking shit. And he's not as smart as everyone thinks he is. He's not the diabolical genius. Uh, he says, I don't see the long game. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I, I think that there is no long game for Elon Musk. There isn't one. That's That's the problem. And if I'm wrong... Here, here, here. Uh, I guy says, what if you're wrong? You are taking a risk. Why why am I taking a risk if I'm wrong? What's the difference? If if the truth is that Elon Musk will own Twitter in the long run, what risk am I taking saying that he's a flake, which he is? I I mean, really honestly, what's the fucking risk that I'm taking? If I'm predicting that that asshole, which he is an asshole, won't own Twitter, which I don't think he will. I, I'm not just saying this to fucking say it. I actually truly believe I am very skeptical, very skeptical of the prospect that Elon Musk will follow through with this deal. 100% skeptical that Elon Musk, him, Elon Musk, because he's the one perpetuating this. The fucking shareholders at Tesla aren't excited about this. We found out yesterday. They're like, fuck you, buddy. $126 billion the guy lost yesterday. Poof! Magically into the air. Now it's all bullshit because Elon Musk being worth the money that he's worth is all bullshit too. That's why we need to tax the ever-loving shit out of him. Tax him into oblivion. Put him in his place. Him, Bezos, Gates, 
Warren Buffett, all the billionaires. Tax them into oblivion. Fuck them. It's enough of this shit. Enough of this shit where a, a, a nutsack like fucking Elon Musk with his stupid fucking haircut can run around running roughshod all over our economy and cause a fucking car company to lose $126 billion because he's an asshole and he thinks he's going to bring back freedom of speech, which, by the way, he's not. He fucking blocks people. What the fuck? So you're telling me the, the king of freedom of speech, the guy that's supposed to deliver us freedom of speech again, blocks people on his social media, and that's freedom. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. He is a flake-ass asshole, and that's it. Bottom line, period. You can count on nothing Elon Musk says. Not a goddamn thing. Not one fucking thing can you count on Elon Musk saying. Not one. And I don't think this is any different than anything else he says. Not not fucking in the slightest. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But the other thing that people are discounting is the steps that have to be taken for Elon Musk to even buy this, to buy Twitter. Like, he doesn't just walk into Twitter headquarters with double bags full of cash and they just hand him the keys. That's not that's not even close to how it works. Not even fucking close. Not even fucking close to how it works. And the idea that there's some conspiracy theories out there that, you know, this is some grand scheme and some bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. That ain't. Let me tell you something about Twitter and a public company. If there is some kind of grand conspiracy and they're fucking committing illegal acts to somehow thwart some bullshit. Twitter's in big fucking trouble. Their board, their CEO and anyone else who's involved. They're big investors. They're in big trouble if there's some kind of fucking grand scheme to commit federal crimes and some conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Elon Musk does not want the picture of him and Ghislaine Maxwell circulated around Twitter and making him look like a pedophile or supporting pedophiles and groomers. And he hates that shit. He hates the, the picture of him when he was bald before he got his hair plugs. He hates that shit. And he's willing to go on some stupid ass lying tirade to act like he's going to buy Twitter because he's a whiny little fucking bitch. That's what he is. He's a weak ass snowflake. And he lost 20, $126 billion yesterday, by the way. <laughs> and also, fact, he still... Still doesn't own Twitter. <laughs> oh, shit. Elon, you you certainly are delivering up plenty of content here at the Tony Michaels podcast uh, and getting the chat going really hard because uh, everyone's in the chat today. I want to welcome everybody. Debbie from Salt Lake is here. Robin's here. Forrest from Facebook's here. Nancy, uh, Kathy's here. Midas Margie's here. Lisa from Facebook is here. Jay is here. David is here. Kit Kat is here. Amanda's here. Crystal from Facebook. Bob from Facebook. Holy moly. We got so many new listeners over on Facebook. You know what you guys should do? If you're on Facebook, you should go over to YouTube right now and you should subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss anything. Just go to the Tony Michaels podcast. Just type it in on YouTube. Or if you're real fancy, we put the link right there on the Facebook post. You can just click that some bitch. You can go over and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. You do not want to miss a thing. You do not want to miss a thing because you can watch it over on Facebook on Minus Touch 
Facebook page, but we post clips, we post shorts, we post all kinds of stuff over on the YouTube channel. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And again, we broadcast live every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, our channels. And now we broadcast live from the Midas Touch Facebook page because we are a proud partner of Midas Touch. The nice part is if you're on Facebook, you can go ahead and like the like, share, you know, do whatever the you do on the books of face with your post. Put it in groups. Share it with your Trump relatives. I know you folks have relatives out there that are Trump supporters. Send them this broadcast. It'll piss them off. Oh, just send them every single one of them. It'll really piss them off. That's fantastic. That's what we're here to do. Really dig into the Trump humpers. Yeah, really get at them. Get at them. Get our messaging right out there, right to them. Because we take it to the fight. But if you come over to YouTube, you can participate in the Super Chat. Uh, and if you're not aware what the Super Chat is, everyone in the in the YouTube chat will teach you. And it will show you what Super Stickers are, what Super Chat is. Come chat with us over on YouTube. We have a lot of fun. Or you can chat on Facebook. A lot of you guys chat on Facebook. And I'll try to pull your comments in as we go. Now, we are getting more and more comments as we grow the podcast here and more and more people are listening and watching. So I, I want you to... If you want to try to get my attention, put a star in front of it, um, and 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 I'll try to pay attention. But there's a lot of comments coming in at a time, and a lot of times you guys are talking to each other, not talking to me. But we like to bring your guys, you you, you, you the, the listeners. We like to bring you guys into the podcast as much as we possibly can, as much as we possibly can. So you people out there who download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, because it's available on all the directories. You know, the people who want to listen to my beautiful voice, not exactly see my beautiful face, but they want to hear what we have to say here. You should check out every once in a while. Try to make time to come over to the live chat. It is it is fantastic. And watch and watch us do the show as opposed to listen. But also you folks that are listening, you should go over and you should download the podcast as well. That helps us out here at the Tony Michaels podcast. We appreciate all of you guys. We appreciate all your guys' support and you guys showing up every day. Uh, Robin says, she sent me an opinion. See see how Robin's got her, her comment here? She's got the alarms. She's like, Tony, pay attention to me. So you can do that or you can put stars in front of it like Debbie has here. Biden delivered. Um, so we, we've, got, we've got a lot of comments here and they come in fast. So forgive me if I don't get to yours. Just come every day. And try, try, try to get your comment in. Again, put a star in front of it. If you're talking to me, if you want me to, to try to see it, put a star, an alarm. Hey, Tony. Hey, hey, look at my comment. We love having you guys here. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. Today's hump day. We're going to go through the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. You guys know my co-host and executive producer, Gabe Sanchez, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, as he usually does. I think he's going to stay with us almost the whole day today. So we're going to do some surfing, folks. We got a lot of stuff to get to. There's a lot of news. Uh, as you guys know, the Deutsche Bank whistleblower was found dead in L.A. I believe that's the story. Uh so we're going to go through, we're going to go through, <laughs> uh, and the Clintons are are trending today. You know, it's funny about the uh, whistleblower being dead. Um, you know, the Clintons can't kill the, you know, they they blame every single person who dies on, on Hillary Clinton. She had him murdered. She had him murdered. But here we have a whistleblower who could possibly, possibly speak to the fact 
possibly speak to the fact that Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin and the Russians were laundering money through, through Deutsche Bank. And the whistleblower who knows that stuff winds up dead. Hmm. Seems suspicious. Seems sus. I don't know. Um, Trevor Reed, as you guys know, uh, is coming home. He has been released by the Russian government. Speaking of Vladimir Putin, that murder is dictated in the Russians. They swapped. They did a prisoner swap today. Apparently, it was uh, some drug Russian drug smuggler um, that we swapped with Trevor Reed. So, uh, you know, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to trade drug smugglers for for uh, veterans and and heroes, American heroes. So I, I'm I'm good with that. I think that's a good deal to be made. Um, Madeline Albright's. I think her funeral is today. Uh, Kevin Samuels. I don't know who Kevin Samuels is, but apparently he said some stupid shit. So we're going to um, we're going to talk about that. There was a, there was a business person in New York indicted by the Southern District of New York on fraud charges. No, it's not Donald Trump yet. But we're, we're going to get to that story. Um, Adam Schiff is in the is in the is in the news for a couple different reasons. So we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> the right wing is really pissed off about cancel culture, canceling and blocking, even though they're the ones who are actually participating in it. Um, again, the, the news of Tesla losing $126 billion in valuation because Elon Musk is a fucking idiot uh, yesterday is in the news. So we'll talk about that. Bulgaria is not receiving natural gas from Russia. Uh, Russians, Russia seems to be trying to, they seem to be trying to up the ruble. They seem to be trying to inflate the ruble so that their their population doesn't get worried about their murderous dictator taking over sovereign nations. Um, so we got that. And then <laughs> we have Lauren Boebert doesn't know what a democracy is. She didn't look it up. Like, she can't fucking Google the word democracy. She can't Google it. Like you, I mean, you got the fucking machine in your hand, right? Like, the Google machine is in your hand. You just got to switch from Twitter to Google or DuckDuckGo for that matter. I don't give a shit. You can go dictionary.com. Where the fuck you want to go, Lauren? Wherever you want to go, Bobo. Just just switch over to some other app. Actually, even in the Twitter app, if you're on iPhone, you can highlight a word and say look up and it'll give you it'll give you the fucking definition. It'll give you the definition of a word. This is brilliant type shit, right? Like dictionaries are new, <laughs> like dictionaries are new technology or some shit. She actually thinks she thinks that a constitutional republic cannot be a democracy. These are really fucking boneheaded people. Holy actual fuck! How these people don't even know what the definition of democracy is. That's where we're at, folks. There is a person who has sworn an oath on the Constitution. Like, they swore an oath to it. <laughs> and they have no fucking clue. They have no clue that a constitutional republic is a form of democracy. No fucking idea. Holy actual shit. I'm dead serious. They, she has no clue. We're going we're gonna to see the tweet. And, of course, we're going to drag her. Um, speaking of uh, MAGA boneheads, Trump supporters who don't know shit, there is a great... New video from the Trump rally from Good Liars, of course. Good Liars doing a service for all of us, showing us these 
whew, these boneheaded Trump supporters at these Trump rallies and the shit that they could possibly believe. I don't even know how it's possible that they believe some of this shit. I have no clue how they, I, it's baffling. This stuff is baffling. I just can't explain the shit, <clears throat> but we'll get there. We'll get there. So we'll watch that video. <clears throat> but let's, let's start. Let's go to the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends. You guys know that we surf the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends, the news of the day. And the big news that I want to talk about is Deutsche Bank. But also, if you heard, Donald Trump may have testified in the state of New York. So let's start the countdown. Welcome back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. It is now time for the shit list roundup. We'll be round up all the tweety tweets and trendy trends of the day. Oh boy, there's it's been all over the place this morning. The tweety tweets and the trendy trends has been all over the place this morning. Up and down, in and out. What do you guys think of the news today? I think there's a lot of news we missed yesterday, right? Um with uh, it seems like and Donald Trump may have testified is what it seems like. You know, he was going to get fined, held in contempt for $10,000 a day. There's some news that he might have testified. That may be why that may be why all this news is is caused for distraction. But here is um here is the timeline. Let's go through the timeline here. Uh do 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 do. Here's the uh the video from Let's make this bigger from good liars here. You know, good liars, Walter, some of our favorites who, who, um, <laughs> brave the Trump rallies and they go, um, talk to these people to find out the shit that they believe. And you know what? It seems like they're getting crazier and crazier, right? Doesn't it seem like that to you? Like the people that are showing up at these rallies are getting nuttier and nuttier. Like they were nuttier and squirrel turds for a long time. But these people are just, woo, they're way out there. Like they believe fucking conspiracy theories and shit that you just wouldn't believe. Like last week we saw a woman, she thinks Princess Diana is still alive. She thinks she's still alive. She's running the world or some dumb shit. I don't know. Something. Something to do with God and Jesus and guns and liberty and America and flag and Donald Trump, the king. I don't know. Some shit. I, I can't figure it out. But um, we're going to watch this video. And and they don't talk about JFK Jr., but JFK Jr. enters the chat in this video. I'll point it out uh, when we get there. Um, Cat Turd is in the hospital. <laughs> I can't even believe I get to say that sentence. Isn't that awesome? Cat Turd is in the hospital. Uh, Cat Turd, as you guys know, or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't clear the litter box enough. Cat Turd is a uh, conservative dumb fuck who, I shouldn't even say conservative, he's a Nazi. And we, we need to stop calling these people Republicans or conservatives. They're not Republicans or conservatives. Um, he tweeted um, last night, good night everyone, still in the hospital, see you tomorrow. But here is Marjorie Taylor Greene, 
telling the cat turd good night. This is real life. I'm not shitting you. This is real life. I wouldn't shit you. You're my favorite turd, not my cat turd, my favorite one. Good night, cat turd. Is she's she's tweeting and an account that's called cat turd. And I said, always weird to see a piece of shit wish a cat turd good night. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? This is real life shit. Like this is happening right out in the open. And she's she's tweeting it because we all know from the uh, um, Marjorie Perjury Green that she testified that she does not have an, a Twitter account and she can't tweet, but she can because she's got a handle, Rep MTG. She is tweeting at Cat Turd from her congressional account, which means that this tweet right here, this one right here, this reply here, that is now official congressional record. <laughs> that is our tweet. We, the people, own that tweet. Good night, Cat Turd. <laughs> what the what the fuck? You can't make this shit up. No pun intended. Okay, um, here's the breaking news on um Trump. The Daily Beast has an article. Uh Jose Jose says here breaking news and a stunning depo deposition. Ex-president repeatedly admitted that he and only he oversaw the compensation of his COO, Chief Operating Officer, Matt Calamari. That is very significant news. That he and only he, because cat Matt Cal yeah, cat, I'm I'm stuck in the cat turd thing. Matt Calamari is one of the ones that was receiving the perks that the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg, the CFO, is indicted criminally on down in the uh, Manhattan DA's office. So I bet the Manhattan DA is very interested in the person who oversaw. That person's compensation exclusively because he said he and only he. Problem is those untaxed cor corporate perks are under investigation by the Manhattan DA, as he points out here. So that story is going to be a big story. That's probably why we're not hearing about this. I have no idea why. I have no idea why we're not hearing about this story more. Yeah, must be must be someone wants to distract us. Hmm, could be, could be. All right, I have a crazy video here for you that I want to play. Eric Swalwell reposted it here. Um, he says, there's no more pol being polite. Our children are running for their lives because Republicans block gun safety laws. Republicans are the party of mass shooters. Uh, Eric Swalwell not mincing words. This is a very hard video to watch. I'm going to turn it down just a bit. Um, if you're sensitive to... Now, no, no one gets shot in this incident, which is good. That's the news. No one was shot in this incident. In, incident. But um, you're going to watch, and you should show this to every single person that you know that has children. You should show them this video. Mayo, good morning. Mayo, good morning. Mayo, where you been? Good morning, Mayo. Um, but th this is this may be hard to watch for some of you. So... But we're not going to look away here. We don't look away here at the Tony Michaels podcast. But I am warning you, uh, there is children uh, extremely frightened for their lives in this video. No one is shot in th at this incident, but that's not the point. Uh, and really, honestly, it goes right over Republicans and these two-way um, Second Amendment boneheads. Uh, excuse the expression. Their heads goes over, goes over their heads, their boneheads. But let's watch this video. 
Oh, hang on. I got the sound. I got the sound messed up. Let's, let's. There we go. Now I'm set. Let's bag it up and let's watch it. And you see, it takes the children a minute. They're on the baseball field. They're playing a baseball game. They're playing a baseball game in the middle of it. He's he's about to get a pitch. And the gunfire ensues. These children aren't aware of what's going on. They're concentrating on their baseball game. They're concentrating on being children. Let's watch. So you see these children crawling down on the baseball field in fear. Anyone who has children should have to watch this video, I believe. Get in front of them. If they're your friends, if they're your family, if they're your church members, community members, people you know in the PTA, put this video in front of them. We cannot look away at this stuff. This is fucking ridiculous. And Eric Swalwell makes a damn good point that because they're trying... Look... They they make all kinds of fucking excuses about rights and, and gun rights and protection and protecting yourself and good guy, bad guy shit. That's all a bunch of bullshit. The fact of the matter is, is it Republicans in this country are allowing are allowing gun manufacturers to continue to manufacture these weapons of war that are going to kill our children. And they don't give a fuck. Because you know, campaign funds, profits. Bullets, bullets entering and exiting through children are worth profits and campaign funds to Republicans. It's fucking gross, but it's the goddamn truth. They don't give two flying fucks about your children and their safety. They don't give a shit. They're going to let gun manufacturers continue to manufacture weapons of war and sell them to, to people who are off their rockers who are willing to throw bullets anywhere, including into the bodies of children. And they say they're the fucking parties that are trying to save the kids. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That is a bunch of bullshit. They're trying to, they're trying to make sure that guns can be slung towards your children. They're trying to sexualize your children's gender. They're trying to marry them in Tennessee and Missouri. They're trying to ostracize kids from society. They're trying to criminalize parents of trans kids and LGBT community kids. They're trying to take their consent away from your children. All the while making sure the gun manufacturers have the ability to sell weapons of war that can send red hot, red hot ammo through your children's bodies. It's enough of this shit. And I said, when will we end this stupidity? Because it is us. It's the American people who are not stopping this. The idea that, oh, well, this will happen anyways. Who gives a shit? No, that is all a bunch of bullshit. That's their narrative. That is their narrative. That, oh, it happens anyways. So wouldn't you want enough guns to shoot back? As if more bullets flying in the air is the solution. 
We need to stop the gun manufacturers from manufacturing this crisis. Murdering our children. It's enough of this shit. It's fucking enough of it. Now, let me give Eric Swalwell credit. I already gave him credit here. I'm on a rant. I'm pissed off. I don't even know when I'm giving credit. <sighs> okay, let's let's move back on to Elon Musk. The eye guy is really in the chat, really trying to tell everyone the conspiracy theory of why why Elon Musk is gonna buy <laughs> is gonna buy Twitter. He may buy Twitter. He may buy Twitter. He may. I don't. He's not. He's not gonna buy. He's not gonna buy Twitter. Um, I said, who's the genius that lost a shitload of cash today? This fucking guy. Look at this guy. I showed this picture yesterday. Look at this fucking guy. Does this look like a guy who's going to commit to anything? He couldn't even commit to a couple more minutes for the barber to finish his haircut. Flaked on his barber. Come on. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Uh, Susan Collins was in the news because she said that she wants Trump back on Twitter. I guess. I don't know. Our, our, our Twitter should let Trump back on or some shit. I said, does Susan Collins even know what the fuck Twitter is? I, I'm being serious. I'm not joking here. It may sound like a joke, but I'm not joking. Does she? Does she even know what the fuck Twitter is? I have no idea. I wouldn't. I, cu- I couldn't tell you. I don't know. If, uh, Susan Collins. Uh, I think Bad Company. Here, let, let's see. Bad Company uh, gave us. Does Susan Collins even know what the fuck a Susan Collins is? That <laughs> oh, was great. Does Susan Collins even know what a Susan Collins is? I don't know. I. It, it's a good question. It's a damn good question. Um. Uh, let's see. Did it did. Oh, oh, Mark Meadows and Kevin McCarthy are still in the news. Oh, baby. More Mark Meadows text messages and a hell of a lot more Kevin McCarthy uh, phone conversations that were taped. There's tapes, baby. There's tapes. Literally, there's uh, you can't. Oh, man. This is the party of fucking stupid. The party of fucking stupid. There's tapes of Kevin McCarthy basically saying, oh, Trump bad, insurrection bad. We can't have this. This is nonsense. I mean, it just, it never ends. And they're going to get worse and worse and worse here. The tapes, that is. The Kevin McCarthy tapes are going to get worse and worse and worse for him. My question is, my question is, and maybe I I think I put this in my drafts. I'm going to tweet it out right now so you folks don't steal it from me. My question is, is is someone recording Kevin McCarthy's t- uh, conversations like right now? Like right now, is anyone else wondering who's recording Kevin McCarthy's conversations? Because he's having conversations on the phone. Are they recording them now? Or are we going to see? <laughs> are we going to see those? I tweeted, so Mark Meadows got the text. Kevin McCarthy got those tapes. Who got the vids? Who got the vids out there? We need the videos. We need some video content here at the Tony Michaels podcast. Oh, boy. Speaking of Kevin McCarthy and tapes, here you go. Here's here's one that Rachel Maddow played on her show. Let me see. Uh, it says, McCarthy, can't they take their Twitter accounts away, too? Um, just listen here uh, to the end. Listen to the end of Kevin McCarthy. Not seeing that anywhere. And there's an issue with Alabama. Barry Moore has said some some things today, even that we should look at. Honestly, what did Barry say today? All right, so he deleted his personal Twitter account, but Jamie Dupree with the Atlanta Journal um, got screenshot. Um, he said about again, they're saying um, they deleted their Twitter account, which is significant. Listen in. Twenty-two hours ago. 
wow, we have more arrests for stealing a podium on January 6th than we do for stealing an election on November the 3rd. Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Detroit would be places I recommend you start. There's video evidence of these crimes as well. Hashtag election integrity matters. And then um, Moore also made this tweet on Saturday night as the U.S. Capitol Police officer who shot and killed a woman as he tried to get into the lobby. So he tweeted at Marjorie Green and at Nayral, I understand it was a black police officer that shot the white female veteran. You know, that doesn't fit the narrative. I I, I don't I don't know who says that has makes that sound. Listen to that sound. I think they say fuck. And uh, you tell me. Let, listen in. Shot the white female veteran. You know that doesn't fit the narrative. And, and maybe saying what, but I want to believe it's fuck. But it sounds. I don't know. It's. I don't know who it is in there. But what fuck? I don't know. But they're really they're they're really pissed off that the Republicans are a bunch of crazy nutbag wackadoos. They're like, oh my god, our party's full of a bunch of squirrel turds. They're nuttier than shit. Yeah, no, no, no shit, Sherlock. Of course they are. You people have perpetuated this. I mean, we see this week with Madison Cawthorn, just time after time after time and more and more evidence. And really, honestly, uh, someone points out here, uh, Elise Stefanik is the leaker. I don't know, Lisa, if that's true or not. But I, what I what I do probably know is true is that the Republicans are now trying to destroy uh, Madison Cawthorn and any any Trump humper out there that would give him any kind of light of day. And they're really going to start to clean house here because I think they're realizing that this is not going to go well for them in this midterm uh, because they're delivering everything we need, folks. We just have to get the messaging out there so people will go vote against these fucking seditious Republicans. Let's listen to the end here of when Kevin McCarthy realizes that we should delete people's Twitter accounts. Listen to him. Ow. This is what we're, we have to confront with this. Can't they take their Twitter accounts away, too? <laughs> Can't they take their Twitter accounts away, too? Uh, Rachel there. Can't they take their Twitter accounts away, too? Oh, my God. It really, uh, it, it just, it, it's it's getting worse and worse and worse for the Republicans. And the more and more that steps forward, the worse it gets. I mean, we see Madison Cawthorn for the for the second time yesterday get caught in an airport with a loaded weapon, a loaded gun on his person. Uh, they 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 only charged him with a misdemeanor, I guess, because it's only a misdemeanor. But oh my god, it just it, you just can't make this shit up. You just can't. Uh, Rachel Bittikoffer, our favorite political strategist here, points out something about D.C. She said D.C. has a one party consent law. That's kind of shocking to me. Um, and she's referring to what permission you need to record a phone call. Ooh, ooh. She's very shocked that D.C. only has a one party. You'd think they would have a two party is what she's saying. Oh, here is our uh, executive producer and and co-host Gabe Sanchez tweet about. Oh, looky there. <laughs> Elon. Elon lost 126 billion. He's real sad. Look at that. <laughs> uh, obviously, Gabe doctored the um, <laughs> doctored the graphic here a bit with Elon's sad face. But the truth is, they lost 126 billion yesterday, 
and he, all at the favor of Elon Musk. Uh, Gabe says, woof, Tesla wiped roughly $126 billion off his valuation today. Investors are not happy with Elon Musk right now. Boy, it really, it really, I bet, really makes people really encouraged and confident that he could buy and run Twitter into the ground, maybe? I don't know. This is really dumb. Uh, by the way, you can go watch uh, my commentary yesterday on Elon uh, with this, with this, with this uh, link here. The super genius Elon Musk tanked Tesla by hundred billion. Of course, at that point, when I tweeted this, because uh, I tweeted this from the pod account, I, un, un, you know, if you guys haven't figured out, sometimes I tweet from the pod account. Sometimes Gabe does. We should run like a running contest where you guys guess in the reply of who's tweeting that tweet from the podcast account. Go follow the podcast account. You're going to want to follow it because tomorrow we're going to put out the bonehead of the week poll at Tony Michaels pod. Go follow us there. uh, So you don't miss the bonehead of the week poll. For all you new listeners out there, we run a poll every week about the boneheads of the week. You guys decide who is the bonehead of the week. And I bet this guy's going to end up on the list. Um, You guys decide who the bonehead of the week is. And then on Friday, in the second hour of the show, me and Gabe Sanchez, my co-host and executive producer, we break down your vote for the bonehead of the week. So go follow at Tony Michaels pod and join us every week in voting for the bonehead of the week. And then join us on Friday. As we break down the bonehead of the week, the good news about the bonehead of the week part of the show, if you guys miss it, if you can't watch it live, no problem. We we splice it out and we re-air it and post it on the YouTube channel over the weekend so you guys have a chance to see it. So, so go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're on Facebook or anywhere else. If you're on YouTube right now, subscribe to the Facebook or excuse me, the YouTube channel. You can go over to Midas Touch Facebook page. We'll play bonehead of the week there, too. So go go to the Minus Touch Facebook page also. Like, subscribe there, because we will play the Bonehead of the Week on their page on the weekends as well, after the fact. And I'm sure this guy's going to end up on the Bonehead of the Week. But what you should do uh, is when we tweet out from the Tony Michaels podcast account, try to guess who's tweeting. Maybe we'll make that like an ongoing little game. You guys guess who's tweeting that. Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, here's some more tapes of Kevin McCarthy about Matt Gatz. Oh, this is a good one. Let's listen in uh, what Kevin McCarthy had to say on January 10th. It's only a few days after the insurrection. Not even a week. We're not even to the point where Donald Trump is possibly going to be impeached at this point. But let's see what Kevin McCarthy had to say about Matt Gatz, the accused child sex trafficker. The thing I want to bring up. And I'm making some phone calls to some members. Um, I just I just got something sent now about Newsmax, something Matt Gates said where he's calling people's names. I know way, he's saying the name wrong. It's not Gates. I wish people would stop. It's Gates. Gates. It's not Gates. <laughs> I don't want to point that out. I'm the only one in the world that says it right. <laughs> yeah, I was saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere. Um, and some of the other places, this is, this is serious stuff people are doing that have to stop. Um, I'll make individual yeah, calls. Mo, also Mo and, uh, and Lou. 
So here you see Steve Scalise, who is the House Republican whip. And if you're if you're not up on what the House Republican whip is, it's basically the third in charge kind of thing. Right. They're the third in charge. So you have the House Republican whip, Steve Scalise, going to comment on Louis Gohmert. And I believe Mo Brooks is who he's talking about here. Louis and Mo on their comments. And then he says something about Matt Gat's comments. And you got you to gotta listen really close because Steve Scalise questions whether it's illegal or not for them to say some of the shit they're saying. Listen. Louis' comments, too, a lot of members have said some real concerning things about. Did they say something today, too? Not that Louis was at, I mean, um. I mean, here, here's the thing. They're like, like, oh my god, did they say? Did these nutbags say something? Please shut them the fuck up. And they, they're, 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 they claim liberals want to cancel people, and they're like, Jesus Christ, we need to shut these fucking idiots up, these wackadoos, these nutbags in our party, and they're the ones that support Trump the most. If you're unaware out there of how the Republican leadership views Donald Trump, they think he's a fucking chucklehead. And they think anyone who follows him is a fucking dumbass and they're a loudmouth and they need to shut the fuck up. They don't say that shit in public because they're weak. They're cowards. Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy are fucking cowards that they won't say that shit in public. But they're thinking it. Mo was at the rally, you know, the we're, we're kicking ass and taking names thing at the Trump rally. Uh, well, these are things that he kicked that ass. What did Gates say? I- Potential, potentially illegal is what he's doing. That is a quote from Steve Scalise, the Republican House whip, saying it's potentially illegal. Hey, we have one of the biggest Matt Gatz fans here with us right now. Um, <laughs> joining us is our co-host and executive producer and Matt Matt Gatz fan club president. Oh wait, yeah, is that right? Is that right? Do you do you run a, a Matt Gatz well, fan club? Well, uh, it's like the opposite of a fan club. Oh, it's like a, it's oh, like okay. a haters club. Oh, okay, it's a yeah. hater. Okay, that's yeah, good. yeah, that's yeah. Good. I'm like you've a, done, I'm you've like, done a few no, videos about Matt Gatz. You've done a few, right? Videos. Yeah, I I put him in hell. I've had him caught right. by Chris Hansen. Right. You know, which like what normal typical shit that Matt Gatz would do, right? Right. Are you have you caught this tape where Steve Scalise says this, where he says, "Yeah, that's." That's, I mean, it's potentially illegal. Now, Steve Scalise does not think this is going to get released, right? Like, he, right. when he's saying this out loud on January 10th, 2021, just a few days after the insurrection, he has no idea that this is going to be released. And if he yeah. did, if he did, he wouldn't be saying this shit. But he doesn't think it's going to be released. So he says out loud that, yeah, it's potentially illegal, which is just not really surprising. It's not stunning at all that these people are saying one thing in private and doing another in public. Yeah, well, really at this at this point, you know, I it's like, you know, I think you had a tweet yesterday where it's like, oh, they got the tapes, we got the 
the the the tweets, the tapes. What what was the other one you said? And then who's got the vids? Oh yeah, who's got the vids? Yeah, who's right. got the vids? Yeah, <laughs> I mean I, that's what I'm waiting on. Is like I know the there's probably almost. video. I mean, like in all these scenarios, you look at these people and they said something, and then you know. <laughs> Without a doubt, they they incriminate themselves. They're not the they're not the smartest people. Let's just put it that way, right? You know, like they that, is, they that, is a, that is good, a good man. That is they a don't good coo good. Right, right. They they suck at cooing. Well, they, <laughs> you know the the craziest part about it all is like the stupid ones, like the Matt Gats, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren, Lauren Boebert doesn't even know what the word democracy means. This morning, we're gonna go yeah. through that, but because I know you're, you also have a Lauren Boebert fan club mm-hmm. as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> you're the, maybe you're the vice president of that one. Maybe not. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, anyways, anyways, uh, they are, the, they are the boneheadedest fucks that you could possibly pick out to be members of Congress. But the craziest part is, is here's Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy who are in leadership, who are supposed to be the ones holding it together and having some sort of a brain. And they can't even fucking figure it out. Like literally right. they're, they're flabbergasted and they're like, what do we do? How do we, how do we keep our caucus in order? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's like, well, you chose Trump in right. 2016. You guys did that. You fucked this up way back when this isn't like a thing that's just now happened. And they're still right, continuing right. this process of being right. sycophants to this fool. Yeah. I mean, they, they made their bed. Now they mm-hmm. got to sleep in it, right? right? They allowed Trump to get to the power at the level that he was at, and they were totally fine with it, and they never really had any objection. You know, uh, of course, obviously they they expressed some um, kind of disappointment around January sixth, but then that quickly washed away within a couple weeks. Um, but now, you know, you look at these people who are, and you got Marjorie Taylor Green, Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gates. Uh, all these boneheads but like you it's if if you create you know it's the same it's the same shit that happens at a company right like if you allow a toxic environment to happen right you have the people like you look at you know what happened at uh we work or uber or any of these other startups or yesterday and, at tesla no, i'm just kidding right yeah exactly <laughs> if you well actually tesla is a good example of a toxic right. work environment as right. well well we'll, so, we'll get into that here in a bit right and so if you create a toxic work environment because it's created by toxic individuals then you're going to just repeat the same issues and perpetuate that same problem and so it's just going to unless you take the the evil the root of the evil out or, or the issue, you're just only going to allow it to go longer and spread. And that's what happened with the Republican Party. Like you see this as it's happened. Let's just say it's happened since Nixon. All right. But in the last, obviously, decade or so, shit has really hit the fan. And the more and more they allow and the more and the more they allow to like push the envelope and cross the line and and kind of do questionable things. And when people are like, well, yeah, I know that that seemed that you know what that, that wasn't totally okay but in this one moment we'll allow it and they just keep testing and testing and testing and that's where you see we've gone to january 6th and even beyond that and then these tapes come out about things that are being said there might be people in the in the republican party who who don't think highly of others but they created that environment they are the ones that allowed it to flourish and grow and, and just like take it's like weeds in a garden they allowed it to kill or cocaine else. at a sex orgy. I mean, it yeah, could be, you know, but, but, but yeah, here, hey, here's the thing. Own. Here's the thing. The reason why I now believe 
why Liz Cheney, because there's been a lot of speculation on why Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, you know, kind of flipped on the Republican Party and went with the true, the true narrative as opposed to the, the bullshit lies. Right. Because Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are likely to show up on these tapes. And they probably knew that. And they made the decision in the moment to say, you know what, when these tapes come out, there's going to be so damaging to my reputation that I would rather endure the bullshit for now and then be vindicated when the tapes come out. Because when well, she's Liz Cheney's already on the tape right, right, right now. Exactly. Because that, she was in leadership. She was in leadership. Right, right. And we don't know to the extent of like, maybe they say some more disparaging things or they it shows a, a, a poor light on them. But she, we know for a fact that she's already on the tapes. Maybe there's more, obviously. You know, uh, they, and I, I, you know, the other thing too is, I don't know how this audio is being released, right? If they're just, you know, the, the publisher's like, all right, now here's an audio to like, here's an audio, here's an audio. Well, they here's were an released audio. to Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns for this book. And right. this, this is the tapes that they use to confirm the, the, the parts of the book that they're writing in this, this will not pass because that's what Kevin McCarthy said. Oh, that's a lie. That book's a lie. You know, it, it's, it's a, it's a thing they do on automation, right? When a book comes out and tells the truth, oh, that's a lie. You can't prove it. You don't have a source. So Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns is like, oh, really? We don't have a source? Well, we were given these tapes. So now they're just drip, drip, dripping it. And honestly, they're doing a huge service here. Um, We always talk about how people hold hold information for books. But Mm -hmm. really, in the sake of our democracy at this moment in time, for these tapes to be being released when Republican primaries are as hot as they are right now. Like we're going to have the Ohio Senate candidate primary within the next week. I believe it's mm-hmm. next Tuesday. If that's fucking huge, Eric Greitens is running in the primary in Missouri. That's going to happen soon. Yep. So all this stuff is happening and Republicans, not Democrats are the ones who are wanting to damage Trumpism. They're right. wanting to damage Trumpism because they see the threat of them not winning the Senate and the House, if Trump candidates get elected into the primary and they're on the general ballot during the midterm, they're right. going to fucking lose. Hear my words out there. If you're listening, Republicans are terrified for Trump humping idiots to end up on the ballot for the general midterm election. They are terrified of it because they know they will lose. And the reason why they'll lose is because they're just fucking way out there. They Republicans the other day, if you were in the Republican Party who wants to win, you loved watching Marjorie Taylor Greene say some dumb, stupid shit on the mm-hmm. stand last week because it damages her politically. You love to leak shit about Madison Cawthorn. You love that he got caught in an airport yesterday with a loaded gun if you're a Republican. You love that shit because that does not support the Trump narrative and the tr- and Trumpism in this country. And that's what the Republicans want. They want their party back. They want their thin veiled fascism back. Right. They don't want this outright Nazi. Let's go Brandon Nazi yeah. shit. So, um, no, no, don't no, 100% on the dot. And I think the other thing too, is, is that they, there is so much of 
you know, like, okay, for instance, you talked about, you know, these Trump humping uh, politicians, right? You look, if you looked at the debate that was happening in Pennsylvania for the U.S. Senate seat, all of them, uh, except one of the candidates was like, President Trump, you know, you've got Oz saying, President Trump endorsed me. Well, I just spoke to President Trump the other day and President Trump made America great. And President Trump this, it's like, you know, out of the seven or six or so people that are on the on the stage debating, uh, majority of them are trying to push pro-Trump narrative because in their mind, they see it as like the only way for me to have a chance right now is is to build on the momentum that Trump is coming back in 2024 or that Trump's voice uh, is the is the final has the final say. Right. And there's only, you know, one or two people on that floor or on that on that stage that were willing to say the opposite of that or willing to say something that was different. So, I mean, I think I think the calculation is that they want to be on the ballot. And right now, in this moment, the way to get on the ballot is to be with Trump. Because that's where the voters are, right? Right. So their constituents are in a place where they're ready to vote for Trumpism. But the problem is the general midterm, not right. not this primary. Their problem right. is the general election in the midterm. And you could easily show up yeah. to vote against Trumpism. And, and that's and you, the problem. You could easily see the flip of a switch, you know, as much as like, you know, Trump was for Mo Brooks and then was against Mo Brooks. Like you could easily see, let's say that something does happen with Trump, right? He... Um, uh, you know, the fines of contempt get so high, he actually has to go in and do this and do that. With Isn't Alicia the James. news that he went and testified? Isn't that? Oh, news? did he? Is that? I, new? I think oh, that. I oh, think uh, well, he testified that that he and only he was in charge of Matt Calamari's right. salary or his compensation. I believe that's part of this testimony to the New York AG. I that's believe right. Donald yeah, Trump yeah. can't afford. Donald Trump can't afford ten thousand dollars a day. He knows he'll go broke. He'll know he know the jig is up. He knows right. that his supporters will find out he is broke as a fucking joke because that's the truth. Donald Trump is not rich. He's fucking broke, and that is the facade. That's the facade he's been trying to hold up for years, and he's still trying to hold up. That's what these MAGA rallies are about. These MAGA rallies are not for him to run in twenty twenty four. It's to take his supporters' money, which we're gonna look at a video. I want you to see. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, my yeah. god. Yeah, it, but it, no, it, that's right. Because I remember, yes, exactly. Because I, yes, I, uh, I remember reading a. Uh, I think the very the- first day, the very first day, late in that day, where he was going to be fined ten thousand dollars, he test he he. Well, he didn't do it in person. They sent it in. They right. they submitted his testimony. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he t- he testified um, in a building somewhere and they videotaped it and sent it in like that. I'm not real sure what testimony they sent in, but and I'm sure it was minimal at best. Uh, right. With Trump, but they sent in some sort of testimony that the AG's office uh, agreed to take, and I think that that was substantial enough. Are we sure it's not? I like. I want to. I feel like. Well, I know I don't it's from know. a testimony, but I, I don't know if someone well, can confirm. Is it from a previous testimony or is it from this week? Well, I you know what? Feel we like have, I saw. We, it was here's the thing. We have KFA going to join us. Um, I, I've got her on text right now. She said, um, "Great, we are talking now." I'm I'm live texting. Um, <laughs> Dude, we are streaming, live texting, live tweeting. Just hop on when you're ready. I'm going to email her here. Uh, wow. Email and text? Email. Yeah, I'll email. Wow. I'm, uh, dude, I tell you what, I would fax it if I had a fax machine, but I, wow. I don't. I, I do have a fax machine. Yeah. Okay, it's tied up. Okay, okay, well, look, it's, it, was, it was tied <laughs> in with the printer. 
All right. Uh, yeah, well, that that's the same here. That's why I have a, I don't have a hooked. I don't have a phone line. Like in the house, I don't have a phone line. You don't have a phone line. I don't have. A phone I don't. Line. No, I don't have. I, one. So I, don't I couldn't fax. I couldn't fax anymore. even if I wanted to. Yeah, I'm going yeah. e- to email uh, Karen here the the link um, because we want her to join us uh, for this conversation about the uh, and she can give us the lowdown of what this testimony is and maybe she can shed some light on this story about the the testimony that was submitted by Donald Trump and his team and we'll find out if that has anything to do with uh so i think i got it here i think she'll be joining us let's see copy okay i think we're i think we're gonna be good to go with you uh, got it you figured it out you know how to do it easy easy (laughs) easy there the executive producer who can't who can't run the microphone you know i really can't run it i just really is rich i just really is rich i you know i just don't want to you know there's a lot of things i'm doing in the background before i come on the show oh oh there's a lot of things you're doing in the back yeah you know yeah yeah there's nothing physically you know physically host the host in this show does nothing you know yeah yeah he's not running no I, uh, we, we appreciate, uh, the, the, the talent that are, uh, that of art that Gabe has for graphics. Speaking of that, let's bring this up on the screen. I do um, want to say, uh, thank you to MJ for the super. Oh chat. yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Spot on Cheeto dust mobsters broke. That's what he's hiding. That's what he's hiding folks. Mm-hmm. That really is what he's hiding. I mean, didn't he tell Ivanka at one point he, you know, the story as it goes is Ivanka and him were on the street and he pointed to a homeless man and he said, that man is richer than me. Right. right. Isn't that how the story goes? Well, I don't know. Something about her, him wanting to have sex with her. I, that's what yeah, I heard. Well, yeah, I no, mean, that's, 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 oh, been, that's a, this is a different yeah. line. This is their, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I, 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 I missed where if they weren't father and daughter, they would be having sex. I thought mm, that was the story mm-hmm, you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you made this graphic. Let's get the, um, let's get, the, I did. The I made a graphic. Look at this. Now, now this is a real graphic. You just added a few things here, right? Uh, yeah. So that is the actual, uh, that was yesterday at whatever time, uh, let's see, uh, seven the, the or, stamp, or so. the, the time stamp for me here is 15 hours ago. So 15 you know, hours ago is when you, I tweeted listen, this I don't, graphic. I can't do the math on this, but 15 hours ago would come be on, man. Jeez Louise. Yeah. But, but yeah, eight. No, yeah. So, it was yeah. yesterday evening. No, it yesterday. was before I left. It was, yeah, it was like around six or seven. Before before uh, you went to your soda streaming party, is it exactly? You, I met yeah, up okay, with a bunch good. of soda stream enthusiasts. Why? I know. I know. Yesterday was Taco Tuesday, and you planned on going somewhere yeah. to eat tacos and stream soda. So I figured maybe you guys had like a yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's like, a, tacos like a stream of, off. Is that what you call yeah. it when you go to your competition? Like a stream off? Is it? Uh well, yeah, sure. You call it stream <laughs> off. You go, you go stream off with them. I yeah, don't. We go. Just, yeah, just go. Yeah, I'm go just stream trying yourself. to snowball here. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Anyways, back back to the graphic before you went so, to the stream off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole day I was watching this stock just go down and down and down right. and down. Right. And by the end of the day, I was like, all right, I think it's at a it's at a low enough point and, uh, you know, verified the numbers here. And it was roughly around one hundred twenty six billion dollars in uh, market value that was lost in right. a day. Mm-hmm. Now, with that, there are other things that need to be mentioned here. Now, people are like, oh, Elon Musk, he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's a billionaire. He has uh, billions of dollars in in net worth. The breakdown uh, is for Tesla, he has $131 billion in Tesla options. It's about $74.9 billion. In SpaceX, it's $40.3. In Twitter, it's $3.6 based on the current uh, current stock that he owns right now. The Boring Company is $3.4. Now, 
the cash and cash equivalents, like the liquid assets, is only two point eight billion. Now, still, he's now wait, you know, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you're saying the cash on hand, the actual like real the money, the cash and stuff that he has, like if you were to be like, hey, I need the money right now, is only two point eight billion. So what you're saying is, if he wanted to put the cash in duffel bags to give to someone, he could only get a couple billion dollars. Yep, that's it. Only a couple billion dollars, okay. you know. Uh, and so, so just remember, not that much liquid. Yeah, yeah. But remember, Elon Musk has agreed to a 44, 44 to $45 billion uh, deal to, mm-hmm. to, to buy Twitter. That's However, what he's, that's, that's, that's the front. Yes. That's on. what they've agreed to. Right. Mm-hmm. They, and um, the issue here is that he doesn't have 44 billion. He doesn't even have the 22 billion because he's going in 50% with, I think, uh, van, uh, with Vanguard is the other one that's also. So wait a second. You're telling me that Elon Musk isn't going to be the owner. He's going to be the half owner. Is that what you're telling me? Essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, by taking, you know, you're, you're taking, you're getting money from someone else as a loan, but yes, he's not the full 100% owner technically because Mm -hmm. he's got to put someone else's money into it. Oh, so, so so he's not as, he's not as rich as he says he is. Exactly. So he's got about 21 to 22 billion that he's got to throw into the pot here. Now, Again, he's only got 2.8 billion in cash and cash equivalents. That right? seems the a other, little short of 22. That seems it a does. little short. Now, the other that money, the remainder, the delta there between, you know, a little shy of 3 and about 22 billion has mm-hmm. to come from somewhere, right? Right. So, how does somebody get that money? Well, he's got uh a stake in Tesla and the boring company and SpaceX, but a majority of the money obviously is coming out of uh, uh, Tesla, right? Because SpaceX is only forty billion. Jesus Christ, forty billion, and the Boring Company is three point four. But Tesla's one hundred and thirty-one billion. Now, with that, he's got to sell something, right? He's got to figure out how to get he's that. He's got to get the cash from he's, one place yes. to the other. He has to say, like, listen, I'm bringing forty-four billion total, but I got to come up with twenty-two billion of my own money, and I'm not going to sell everything I have, my liquid assets. So that means I got to sell options or I got to sell my stock in Tesla, which means that the value of Tesla uh, is it's going to be um, lowered because the investors confidence in the company will also go down. Now, theoretically, the board could also vote uh, no confidence on on Elon Musk and say that he's not fit to be CEO, which means that they would have to remove him as a CEO, which means that in this world of like a. If this was made into a movie or something, he would lose his position at the company as CEO, and he would potentially lose his uh, his stake in in becoming the new owner of Twitter. Now, with all that being said, the thing that people don't also know is that there is a one billion dollar termination fee if either party leaves the deal from what has been agreed. That party has to pay a billion dollars to you know to the other right so it's a termination if they flake if they flake which means if they didn't if they didn't like finish the haircut in other words right exactly twitter right now has nothing to lose they have everything to gain because it's almost like they knew that from the beginning right (laughs) right i mean i don't you know whoever put this agreement in place was like great you know if someone's gonna balk and walk away from this they gotta pay up and we gotta make it worth our value our time right and so uh kind of the final thought on this is just to remember Again, the money's got to come from somewhere, which means it has to come from other companies, which is why investors are selling their their stock while the price of te- uh, while the price of Tesla was higher, 
and also because they have a lack of confidence in this uh, in this leader of the company. And now that he's going in for Twitter for forty four billion or twenty two billion, they look at this and say, "Well, we don't know if it's really going to happen or not." So we have this this termination fee in there. Now again, Twitter has nothing to lose; they have everything to gain. They are going to be paid no matter what, whether it's a billion dollars from a fee or it's $44 billion in the actual buyout. So they're so, getting money in the bees. Yeah, they're going to get money no matter what. Right. And and right now, Elon has to step up to the plate and actually go forward with this, or else he, he's gotta he pay doesn't a own bucks. Twitter. He doesn't own Twitter, potentially loses his position at Tesla. And it all falls down. Right. I mean, and- honestly, honestly, he 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 almost destroyed Tesla yesterday just by making this move. And right. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, someone surmises, I think, on the internet that maybe him pissing off Bill Gates less than a week ago, maybe Bill Gates shorted the Tesla stock, like just totally tanked it um, by shorting. I mean, I, well, I don't he know. Had, he had a short position on it. Elon called him out for it and all of the elon stands and i've had a ton of hate on twitter for this <laughs> oh they, they're the, hating they're hating oh, on me today in our comments our, they, our they, even our listeners are really are really butthurt that we don't think i don't think elon's gonna buy twitter i don't right. think he's going to so i, I don't I, I still i still happen. think it's a 50 50 but you know with now, these I, uh, I don't even i don't want to even give him 50 50 on this shot because here's the fact of the matter and you pointed it out yesterday and we talked about it elon musk is notorious for saying a big, making a big, huge promise and not even delivering on a sliver of it. And this promise that he's going to deliver this $44 billion for Twitter, that is a huge fucking promise that he made. And the fact that Twitter, smart people, not Elon Musk, he's not smart. He lost 26, if, I had this conversation. And that's also Sunday. that's also just the valuation of Tesla. That's not including right, his exactly. own net worth. Right. Right. So Which here's, I think somebody said was in the double digits, 20 billion or something right. like that. So here's the thing. Yesterday I had a conversation with my son and I asked him about Elon Musk. And he said, he said the reason why he's smart is because he's so rich. And I, and I went to my son last night when I found out he lost 120, I said, the guy lost 126 billion. How smart is that? And, and he kind of changed his tune and everyone should realize that Elon Musk probably got punked here. I was saying the other day that Elon Musk is punking people on the internet. I think Twitter and the investors and a lot of really smart people who know the financing looked at this and went, he's going to lose big and we can gain. And that's what happens in capitalism. A corporation will devour another corporation if it means they make a ton of money. If, if this, if the shareholders at Twitter could gain a billion dollars from Elon Musk, because he's a bonehead, that, that board would take that bet. And I, I almost, I almost would say that's the bet they're taking because it's an easy bet against Elon that he will, that he will flake on this deal. He will right. flake. Oh, so, the, the last thing I want to, uh, yeah. want to mention about this is, uh, you know, for, for a person who is uh, pro free speech, right. There's a lot of things that go against what he has <laughs> yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And in the contract, the agreement there, when when you're in this position, you're not supposed to have any disparaging remarks about the company or those who work at the company. He's already violated the contract, and that is there's a you know there's screenshots and and, and tweets of of legal of counsel, of and so uh, basically he's already again he's already violated the contract in terms of making any remarks that would go against the company in which you wish to purchase and are having this contract in agreement with. So there's already that that's happening. There, there's the other aspect of like hit the market value, the lack of confidence with investors at Tesla. 
the potential removal of him as CEO, maybe that might happen. But then also looking at just the overall deal, he has to go through with it or else he has to pay out a billion for the termination. He has to prove to investors that he actually can run Tesla without removing value from the company and taking out of the of of the market. Um, it's a it's a it's not a win win. It, it really becomes a lose lose at this point for for Elon. So, I mean, it's not a not a great position that he's put himself in to own the libs. But fuck, you know, yeah, really own the hey, libs on this. Own one. the libs, own the libs, Elon, own the libs and get and get owned yourself. Um, I want to go back to the story that we were talking about earlier. Um, when we're talking about the, uh, the deposition of Donald Trump, uh, about the COO of the Trump organization. His name is Matt Calamari. Um, he sounds delicious to be honest. Mm, Yeah. I don't, I like calamari. I love little marinara sauce. Maybe. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm I'm a calamari fan. That's one of the only seafoods that I kind of like is calamari. He Matt <laughs> sounds delicious. He's not though. He's he, it, it seems as if um, he may be tied up in this whole criminal uh, civil thing with the uh, New York AG and the Manhattan DA. There's problems with this investigation, and uh, we're bringing on our favorite legal ex- expert here, uh, Karen. Agnipolo from Legal AF. Karen, how are you? Are you Hi. there, Karen? Hi. Hey. How are can you? Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. I can. We can hear I'm you. I'm good. How are you? Today? Thanks for having me on again. Well, I, I know this story came up last night, and I was really unsure what this story was. And I figured the best person to ask that I know is KFA of Legal AF. And I know you guys are probably going to have an episode today. Um, are you guys, you guys are airing uh, Legal AF because it's every Wednesday, right? That you guys air yeah, Legal AF? Yeah, we have an episode dropping tonight at 8 Eastern. Is this, is this maybe part of the subject matter or not? Or not? You know, it's actually not part okay. of the subject matter. Well, then, um, then, then maybe we're breaking KFA news here with her analysis <laughs> on, on, on this story. So what do you think about this story? Is this deposition uh, one that he's submitted to try to fend off this contempt charge of $10,000 a day? Or is this no. something completely different? This is something completely different. So oh, I'll start this with the caveat that I literally, this dropped just recently last mm-hmm. night, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully I'm going to get all this right. I didn't, I, I didn't have a chance to prepare the way I normally would prepare when discussing something. So if I get something slightly wrong, hey, I apologize. In advance. I've, I, I've already been wrong about this story. I assume that maybe <laughs> this was a submission of to, to fend off the $10,000 uh, contempt charge um, that they're that, that the, the fine that they're going to find him yeah. per day. Well, Cause it's 10, that fine seems to still be racking up. So, okay, well, great. Well, great. Yes, I hope, that, I hope that's still going. racking up the $10,000 yeah. a day. Okay, good. We should start a, we should have like a thermometer, you know, yeah, each, each like day. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. We could do yeah. that. I know a graphic have like a ticker. together. Yeah. 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 So okay, maybe today, well, maybe tomorrow we'll have a new one for every day that has been, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll just keep adding on to the graphic. So tell us <laughs> exactly. what this is, though. D- d- what do you understand about this about this deposition? Did he did he give a deposition in person, or did they submit it in writing? I believe he gave a deposition in, in person. I Ooh, believe so there might Again. be a videotape. Um. So what's so what's interesting here, um, is that this is a case a, a case that certainly wasn't on my radar screen, and I had mm-hmm. no idea about. Um, it's an individual who was assaulted in front of Trump Tower in New York City 
uh, by his kind of security guards. So when Trump was running uh, for office, he made all kinds of, you know, terrible, terrible comments and statements, you know, um, about, you know, Mexicans and, you know, kind of all the, all that stuff that he said, um, you know, that, that were, that were very negative. And then he was running for office. And so people decided to protest, uh, you know, when, when he was saying that the Mexicans were rapists and killers, you remember that when he was sort of a candidate? Uh, how could I forget? It was yeah. like a 2015 His, uh, speech. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. So there's a Queens resident Queens is a County in New York, um, in New York city. Uh, it's, it's next, it's near Brooklyn and Manhattan. And there's a Queens res- resident named Efren Galicia. And he and others decided to protest this, you know, the fact that, that this man was running for president in front of Trump tile, uh, Trump tower, which is located in New York city. And it was to kind of highlight the racism in these statements and, you know, and to kind of show, you know, how terrible, of a person Donald Trump is. Well, Donald Trump pretty has- easy, pretty easy. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really he does it a lot. Right. Donald it's a very good right. case for himself. <laughs> but Donald Trump has security, you know, has has bodyguards and security guards, etc. Is and- this is this bodyguard is the name Keith Schiller, I think is the name. Is that is that who this this bodyguard is? I think that's the one. No, this who is, is Col- this is Calamari. This is, has to do with that with an individual. So he's the he's the one who. who well, he was his person. personal bodyguard. I think. I think again. Um, I think. I think Trump. I think he once served as Trump's bodyguard, and, and he it's because the COO? Trump, this is weird. So it, interestingly, Trump saw Calamari tackle a bunch of hecklers in a tennis match in 1981. And he therefore was so impressed by this individual's course, you know, tackling of, of hecklers he that he decided to hire him as his personal bodyguard, which he, I'm sure he talks about as like a celebration, you know, like somehow that's like a, a badge of honor. Anyway, he rose through the ranks and had various jobs. And I think his son, Calamari Jr. even works there. I don't know what position they held or, you know, or what he had to do with it. Um, but he, they were both very much, uh, employed by the Trump organization. But so anyway, the bodyguard, and I don't know who it was in, uh, in, um, I'm sorry, the, the security guards, bodyguards, whatever you want to call them at this, uh, protest in front of Trump tower, basically, um, you know, got into some kind of a scuffle with individuals, including the plaintiff here, you know, who's suing Trump because of that, that scuffle, you know, I don't know if it was a fight. I don't know, you know, if, if property was destroyed, I don't know if somebody was injured. I'm not really sure. I guess they manhandled them is, is the allegation. And, um, and you know, that's, but that's this, this is a civil suit. That it's a is civil happening. suit that yeah. this individual, okay. Mr. Galicia is, is bringing against um, bringing against Donald Trump and the Trump organization for roughing him up at a protest that the First Amendment allows Mr. Galicia and the other people who are there to to do. I mean, you know, our Constitution, the First Amendment allows for peaceful protests. And so you can't just be 
Um, you can't just because you don't like it. You can't be manhandled and roughed up. So basically, he's bringing a civil suit. And it's like I said, it's something that I don't think it's on anyone's radar. It's just sort of being handled on its own and has nothing to do with the attorney general, Tish James. It has nothing to do with the district attorney, Cy Vance, the former district attorney or the current district attorney, Alvin Bragg. It has nothing to do with federal prosecutions or federal civil matters. This is just a private citizen bringing uh, a civil matter against, um, you know, one of the many, many, many cases against Donald Trump. Well, he, you know, and, and I say that it is so separate because both he and his lawyers, I guess, didn't really think about how, what he says during the course of this um, other civil matter could impact the cases uh, that are pending against him by whether it's Alvin Bragg or Tish James. And so he it was, um, he basically sat for this deposition and this was a while ago. It wasn't recent, but uh, apparently um, it was, I, I think it was over a year ago, um, sometime in 2021. And basically as part of the deposition, you know, there was lots and lots of questioning and I don't really know cause I haven't seen the, the deposition. Uh, but he, part of the questioning had to do with Mr. Calamari, uh, in particular Calamari senior, but also Calamari junior. And over and over again, he would, was asked the president, um, Donald Trump was asked at the time, you know, about the compensation of uh, the of Calamari Senior, who was you're right. I'm I'm looking at the article now. He was the family company's chief operating officer um, at one point, or maybe still is. What do I know? Um, and he kept saying when when Trump was asked who oversaw his compensation, who was in charge of the compensation, Trump just repeatedly kept saying it was him. He was the one who had authority over his compensation, uh, et cetera. And it was him. And he was the one in charge. He was the one involved. And, and I'm sure he was thinking about his answers to that question in the context of this limited case, this case you know, involving these protesters. But what's interesting is yesterday, uh, his the, the transcript of this deposition was filed with the court which um, which is something that happens in these in these legal cases. You file the transcripts. Therefore, it makes it public and available for everyone to see, which is why it's coming out in the news now, uh, because people are, are really stunned by the answers he gave. And and, you know, a Daily Beast article um, uh, just came out and is sort of talking about it. You know, I, I think it came out uh, today. This Daily Beast ar article was published, yeah, and it's talking. Here's, here's the uh, Jose has it here. Here's the um, here's the tweet that I had that I yeah that I retweeted. Mm -hmm. Here it is here. You and and you know, it's interesting. Screen. A couple lawyer. What 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 made my what made me kind of you know perk up a little bit when when you read things like this without sort of you know again i haven't read the deposition myself i haven't read the filings myself this i i learned about this when this article came out uh today frankly and was reading about it but what really kind of what i thought was interesting was was there's comments by two lawyers in here both of whom i know quite well and have worked with very for for many 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 years uh john moscow who's a former prosecutor with the manhattan da's office and he was there for three decades, I think. Um, and he was there for a very long time. He's a very well-respected um, 
former prosecutor and now a private practitioner, uh, but he knows all about kind of how how white collar cases occur and tax cases, et cetera. And um, so does Adam Kaufman, who's the other lawyer uh, who was a former chief of the investigation division um, at the Manhattan DA's office. I, I worked with him for many, many years. And again, is now a very respected attorney in private practice um, and really an expert in, in these types of matters. Both of them are. And, and both of them said, you know, that, that, um, that, you know, this, that, that these admissions uh, by Trump, that he only, and he, and only he was in charge about, uh, of of these sort of um, compensation packages with calamari, uh, and that he was the one who made all the decisions. That that could have extreme consequences, and those are my words, not theirs, but but certainly significant consequences in any potential, whether it's prosecution of Donald Trump or uh, or the civil matter against Tom, Donald Trump, and and because you know because having he Donald Trump being the individual who is in charge of that really opens him up to potential liability for the. Um, you know, for the fact that perhaps these could be, you know, fringe benefits that weren't claimed on taxes, for example, you know, any sort of allegations like that. Um, you know, these are these are sort of newly available statements that, you know, you could use in the grand jury uh, if you're trying to indict Trump, for, for example, an illegal payment scheme, you know, which, and, which and is I, kind of the charges that they've I mean, part of th- this. Um, the current, uh, the current case. So, so the Manhattan right. DA's office does have a prosecution. This is this was brought by Cy Vance um, before he left. Who is your uh, former boss? Correct. My former boss. Correct. Um, he did bring charges against the Trump Organization and Weisselberg, who is, I think, the chief executive officer. I think the um, chief financial CEO. Yeah, chief, chief financial, financial officer. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I knew he was a chief something officer. Well, and, they're all they're all chiefs up there, right? And they're everyone all- was hoping Weisselberg would flip and and cooperate against Trump, which he it's been widely reported has not. Um, this now now the case is being handled by Alvin Bragg as the current district attorney. This could potentially be what he needs to uh, bring a case against Donald Trump. I mean, this could be you know because these statements. Don't forget, even if even if Calamari won't testify against Trump, these statements might be admissible against Trump because there's even though they're hearsay and even though they're out of court. Um, there's an exception to the hearsay rule that statements that are made against your um, pecuniary or penal interest, you know, so it's against mm-hmm. your interest there. You're, you're kind of, most people would take the fifth, you know, um, the fifth amendment privilege against self-incrimination uh, before answering cases that are against your um, criminal interest. But in this particular instance, Trump didn't, he, he answered all the questions and in fact, widely celebrated after this deposition that he answered every question. And I think it's because he didn't realize or recognize or appreciate uh, what he was saying and how it could be used against him in another, it's sort of the law of unintended consequences in another case. So I could see Alvin Bragg who still has open investigations into Donald Trump going and who I think, you know, one could surmise is under a little bit of pressure to uh, bring charges against Donald Trump, given, given the, the big noisy public resignation by, um, 
by the two prosecutors recently, Mark Pomerantz and Carrie Dunn, who were leading the other part of the Trump um, Trump investigation, you know, the one about real estate valuations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this could be what exactly what Alvin Bragg needs in order to bring a case against Trump. Who knows? All, I don't know if this is going to be the thing, but it's just feels like and seems like the circle's tightening around him. And this is just one more thing that could be used against him. Uh, and I don't think, I think he just missed it. He and his lawyers and didn't realize it when they answered it. Right. Is, no. uh, go ahead. Go well, ahead. So is New York unique in this rule of using uh, testimony from another case that's potentially admissible or is this kind of universal? Yeah, this is universal. This is a okay. widely recognized hearsay exception. Gotcha. Um, you know, that that can be that right. can because at the time, I mean, there I guess uh, was it I guess was it publicly known that Cy Vance was investigating Trump for the overvaluation of property and fraud or was it kind of like and I believe rumblings? I, Go ahead. I believe that when, that when this deposition October, happened. Yeah, yeah. because October the deposition, 18th, it looks like, was in October of 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, by then, everybody knew okay. um, about about. Yeah. So, so what we're relying on here is that the buffoonery of Donald Trump, um, which is normally the thing that puts his ass in a ringer, for lack of a better term, um, most of the time, gets him by the short and curlies, as my my dad would say. And, <laughs> I mean, this is this is the thing. That really people are discounting about not, not the prosecution or the, the grand juries about Donald Trump himself is that this guy really does think he can do no wrong. And he well, can I mean, he said he, could, he, he said he could shoot someone on on Fifth Avenue and and get away with it. And I feel like it's that it's that hubris. Right. It's, it, it is that, you know, uh, you know Icarus, buffoonery. yeah, buffoonery and, and hubris that I think will be, the, you know, hopefully will be the ultimate demise of Trump where he's like, oh, I answered all questions four and a half hours. I answered everything. I answered them perfectly. I answered right. them exactly how that, you know, and then it's it, like, it oh, you perfect. actually incriminated it was perfect self-incrimination. Of, right. Of, yeah. Of, <laughs> I, I was the one, I'm the one who did it all. Right. I take credit. And you're like, yeah. oh, you dumbass just, right. you know, hopefully right. gave the the prosecution, what they needed. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that's, that's in a nutshell, but really what has to happen if mm-hmm. Alan Bragg is going to use, uh, you know, tell us about the mechanisms here, because I think a lot of people f- fail to realize that there's, a, there's, you know, you can yell and scream about something all you want. And I do every day, but there is actual mechanisms here. So how does, how does Alan Bragg as the Manhattan DA take this deposition from this other case how does he get it in front of his grand jury if he wants to to bring more indictment charges because that's the thing that everyone fails to realize the trump organization is under criminal indictment that the company that trump owns is criminally charged and the cfo is criminally charged at this i mean point. also you know the previous organ like he has other organizations that have either one been bankrupt or the organization itself the foundation has also been uh, charged or was charged and had to pay fines for. So it's right. like there is never a property that Trump owns that he will not destroy himself in some way, shape or form, right? With bankruptcy right. or legal, uh, legal kind of uh, issues, you know? So it's. So how does Alan Bragg get this, this, this testimony? How does he get that into yeah, the so, hands of so, the grand jury to make a decision? So there's a couple of different ways. So one is he could add it to, he could use it as evidence in the current case that he has um, against the Trump organization or, and Weisselberg. And, you know, perhaps 
this is evidence that could be used in that case, just supporting the current charges that are there. And it depends. If it was a video, he then would use the actual video. If not, he could get um, he could get a certified copy of the transcripts and and then call the the whoever the transcriber is to um, you know to to the stand and who would testify and say yes I you know took this down and and this is a you know an accurate copy and it was this date and it was Donald Trump you know all that kind of stuff there's there's sort of foundational ways to do it it just depends on on the form that it's in and I'm not exactly sure what that form is but a couple of other things could be done um, I think that um, there there seems to be a suggestion that uh, that Calamari was paid um, in sort of perks that he did not pay taxes on, you know, like here's a car mm. and here's an apartment and here's private school and you know, whatever. I don't know what his particular perks were, but those are the types of perks that that Trump was known to to give out and then not um, and then and then you know, you don't pay taxes on it, but it's really income. So I guess uh, Alvin Bragg could try to prosecute um, Mr. Calamari for those, um, similarly as he's doing to Weisselberg, and then hope that he will testify and flip against Trump. And I suppose a third way would be just to uh, prosecute Trump directly um, based on this evidence. Uh, I think he needs more than than just this testimony um, mm -hmm. to bring a case, but I do think this really helps if he has that other evidence. If he has other evidence of whether it's tax fraud or um, or kind of not claiming any of of the tax related um, tax related perks that he was giving these individuals. I, I do think, but you know, you'd have to go into the grand jury again. You'd have to bring those charges um, and against Donald Trump and you'd have to present evidence, you know, and, and the way you would do that is you would, you would look at tax, both his tax returns, Calamari's tax returns, and you would see um, um, the payroll taxes. You know, you would look at the various tax documents. I not, probably not Donald Trump's tax returns. I, I withdraw that. You, you would look at, at Calamari's tax returns um, and you would look at sort of the payroll, you know, compensation and to see sort of was any of this claimed um, and you'd, uh, you know, as, as, as income. And if it was not, and you could prove that, that it was stuff that, that Trump, you know, paid for that the organization paid for, um, the fact that Trump is now saying he made those decisions, I think that's pretty good evidence. And I, I could see a potentially, um, potential charges here, but, you know, look, there's so many places I could see potential charges, um, you know, whether it's in Georgia, you know, find more votes, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the, the real estate valuations, you know, Alvin Bragg case, whether it's this case, I mean, there's so many things happening. Um, and, you know, one of them is going to materialize at some point, whether it's, whether it's um, in state court, whether it's in federal court. Um, but the, it seems like the, the, the circle is, is closing in a little bit, you know, and this is, this is yet another pretty significant piece of evidence that could be used directly against Donald Trump himself, not just the Trump organization. So for well, these I charges, are there any statute of limitations that go with them? Absolutely. Or Absolutely. Um, and that's one of the, one of the issues is every, every crime has a statute of limitations, except the most serious sort of 
uh, rape or um, murder. Those, you know, don't have statutes of limitation in New York. Um, but any of these white collar type mm -hmm. crimes, you know, whether it's tax fraud um, or whatever else you could possibly um, bring against um, against Trump. You know, they all have statutes of limitations. It depends on if they're misdemeanors that have that have lower statutes of limitation, which are usually around two years or felonies, which are usually around five years. Um, so it's, it's, you know, and, and Trump's tactic, you know, that's criminal statutes of limitation. Mm -hmm. Of course, civil matters have, have their own statutes of limitation. And, and, and it again, depends on the, the, um, the offense, but it's, you know, and that's part of Trump's tactic is litigate, 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 right. and therefore run out the clock and try to run out the statute. And that was one of the issues, uh, that, um, that was that that Kerry Dunn when he argued before the Supreme Court of the United States in and as well as in other the, the federal courts all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States when he was arguing about trying to get Trump's tax returns. Um, one of the things he kept, we, you know, that he kept saying was was that the statute of limitations is running on many of these, and in fact, ha during the pendency of the investigation, actually some did run because Trump used this as an effective yeah. delay tactic to um, not have the case be brought. And now they were barred by, you know, certain charges were barred because of that. The delay tactic worked for him for two reasons. It worked for that. And it also worked because he waited out the old DA, Cy Vance, and got a new DA mm -hmm. who, you know, Cy Vance, again, has been widely reported, was ready to go forward. And, and Alvin Bragg took a look at it and he had a different view. Um, and that's always, you know, that's always a risk that you get a new DA and, um, you know, it happens a lot. It happens, you know, you, you, you wait out the, the person, whether it's the, you know, whether you have a, a big civil case and you don't like the mayor who, you know, who's, who's the mayor, you have this big civil case against the city and you don't like mm -hmm. the mayor, you, you try to delay things until you get a new mayor who will hopefully, you know, who will hopefully have a, a sympathetic ear to your position and, and settle the case in your favor. You know, it, it just, you, you try to wait out your politicians. And in this particular case, I, I think it, it, it worked in his in his favor. So mm -hmm. he, he he successfully the one thing I will say he successfully uses the the court system. You know he's a he's a prolific litigator. He's got you know more lawsuits that he brings um, or are brought against him. But you know he again uses delay 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 delay. That's a huge tactic he uses. And and in this particular instance, um, you know we'll see. But this this was a big deal. This this development. So speaking of delays and delay delay delay. Uh, the delay at the New York Attorney General's uh, contempt, that contempt charge that they have on him now, that's going to cost him big time. It's not just going to. Um, and I mean, uh, $10,000 a day. Now, to someone who thinks they're as rich as Donald Trump, maybe that's not a lot, but um, it is going to start to rack up, but it's going to really start to apply the pressure. Do you think that's going to be enough pressure um, to get him to actually go testify and why do you think he's willing to spend ten thousand ten thousand dollars a day and be i don't think the money means anything to him because he'll just hold a rally and you know he'll, he'll set up right. a you know he'll have all his his maga people who will happily pay yeah. that um monthly recurring money. donations yeah i mean look they they love the fact that he's an <clears throat> obstructionist and and won't you know won't listen to um, listen to authority. I mean, that's partly, yeah. I think that, I think that's but partly. Karen, they're the party of law and order. 
Yeah, just gotta <laughs> comply. Why? It's like, why wouldn't he just comply? Oh my right? gosh! Right. Yeah, now yeah. the the rules don't apply to him. I think I'll tell you what I think will. I think he will either come up with the documents or he'll have mm. to put in an affidavit that he looked and they don't exist. Um, which I think they do exist. So I don't know how he'll do that, but um, but he he will compl- he will get himself out of civil contempt. And the reason I predict that he will is because uh, there are two types of contempt, civil and criminal, and this is civil contempt. Um, and the next step is criminal. And I'll explain what these are and why I think the, the, the prospect of being held in criminal contempt actually will motivate him. So there's two types of, of contempt. Um, and it's contempt of court. It means you're disobeying a court order. And civil contempt is uh, is doesn't it's it's something that is designed to coerce you or force you to do something. So in this case, produce the documents. And so most normal people who are fined ten thousand dollars a day would say, okay, that I don't want to be fined ten thousand dollars a day. So I will go produce the documents and and cure this. And it and it is coercive. Um, and and as soon as you you comply, you are no longer in contempt, and so that's what cures it. Um, however, if he continues to refuse to produce the documents or produce an affidavit saying I looked really hard and I couldn't find my my post-it notes with with Sharpie scribble on them, um, <laughs> if you know if he if he doesn't do that, he um, he can be held in what's called criminal contempt. That is going to get Donald Trump's attention. Criminal contempt is not designed to try to get you to do something. It's designed to punish. And so he, and what they do is they put you in jail. And kind of like they did Larry Flint back in the day when he wouldn't produce his source for a tape. Um, They held him in criminal contempt. Can can you imagine Donald Trump at Rikers Island? That Mm. would be, you know, that's almost worse. I would love to imagine that. I would love to. All right. I would go, I would go visit him. Yeah, so that's 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 what's looming over his head if he if he ultimately doesn't uh, comply with the judge's order. And you know, the judge in this case, you can tell, was very frustrated because um, he's given him given Trump multiple opportunities to you know, I need a little more time. Okay, I promise I will get it to you. Okay, yeah. you know this, you know, kicking the can down the road, delay, 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 and the judge in this matter ultimately, you know, bangs down his gavel like you see on TV. And I read somewhere the judge was interviewed saying he'd never used his gavel before. Like, I don't think I've oh, ever wow, been in a courtroom wow. with a judge banging the gavel. It's a dramatic mm-hmm. television. That's every thing. episode of SVU. Right. Well, yeah, well no, we, were, like, we were we were on live last week in a courtroom right. with Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it was so boring and we were yeah. commenting on how boring yes. it was it would be something to watch it yeah know, no that really doesn't happen angry. very often and and holding someone in contempt doesn't hold, happen very often i've personally seen it very rarely and you know i don't know anyone who it's personally happened to it, it's not a thing that happens outside of television to normal law-abiding people yeah. you know well, trump is, isn't law-abiding as right. well it's clear yeah. it's clear so, so well, anyway. if you if you had to kind of you know a uh, from your experience and kind of as you assess the situation, how long do we go from a civil contempt charge to a criminal contempt charge? Like how long? Like the timeline? We already have an upset, frustrated judge who's like, "Fuck this! I already had to hit my gavel. This is crazy. Uh, just do what I ask." 
And then we get to a point where Trump doesn't take it seriously. Or he will take it seriously because it's criminal. So like, how long do you think between, you know, uh, earlier this week or late last week to the point at which he says, okay, this is now criminal. So I think, I think what's going to happen is the lawyer is going to Alina Haba or whatever, who's his latest kind of, um, lawyer you don't you don't really see giuliani anymore ever since he um and these are these are all lawyers from the same law firm or is he just like picking choosing random people off oh no he, i don't even know who I, honestly i have never heard of this person i don't know <laughs> um um he who knows P, who i know so many people because you know who who trump has reached out to uh represent him and i don't know anyone who would touch him with a 20-foot pole who's a real right. Um, lawyer yeah. they want money they you know not about the money yeah it's not about the money he's just you know first of all i think he um the thing that the tactics he would like people to employ any ethical lawyer uh wouldn't mm-hmm. do wouldn't bring the priv- frivolous lawsuits that he asks them to bring wouldn't bring the frivolous motions that he asks them to do i mean any serious lawyer um wouldn't do most of the things that that Donald Trump has, has asked his lawyers to do. Uh, I also just think Donald Trump is, I think a lot of people think it's immoral, you know, to represent someone like him. Yeah. And so, you know, but so this particular lawyer, um, Alina Haba, um, I think my guess is she'll, she'll, um, sign, she'll, she'll produce a few things, you know, like they'll, they'll say, Oh, you know, we looked in this particular file cabinet, and we found, you know, a few things. So I think she'll she'll try to be cute in that way. And I think she'll also then file a sworn affidavit from her saying that they've looked in all the other places that and she'll have to say, you know, where she looked, uh, when she looked, what she looked for. You know, she'll have to be very specific. Um, and we'll see if the judge finds that sufficient. I think the judge might actually require Donald Trump to swear under oath in an affidavit that he looked and that this is all there is, or that these things don't exist. Um, And we'll see if the judge, you know, finds there what I predict to be, you know, half baked um, response, you know, whether the judge finds that to be responsive um, but if there is no response, then he could hold them in, in criminal contempt or if they continue to sort of not respond meaningfully. But, you know, timing wise, it's hard to say. I, it's mm-hmm. it, again, such an extraordinary thing. It's it. I think the judge would give him multiple time, multiple opportunities. Um, and I think in a, on top of the multiple opportunities he's already had. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, speaking of time, we're running out of it. But, Karen, I so appreciate you coming, giving us the analysis. So I, I'll admit to the audience, I was getting a lot wrong about the deposition. I'm well, glad you came. Well, and I hope I didn't get it. anything wrong because, like I, I said, well, I, I just saw it today. So if I got something wrong, I apologize in well, advance. We'll try, to, we'll try to fix it if you did. But I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure you've got I won't old, apologize yeah, for anything I, I, mean, I said. No. Right. I'm not, I'm not held accountable <laughs> for anything. I'll take the Trump stand. You will not hold me accountable, Tony. If I can um, make a little plug. Yeah, uh, go ahead. It, go ahead. It's, yeah. it's Denim Day today, which is why I'm wearing oh. denim. I don't know if you know what International Denim Day is, but it's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And, and Denim Day is a big sexual assault day. Uh, that a lot of people in solidarity solidarity around the world wear denim to bring um, to bring awareness to the issue of sexual assault because uh, it arises from Italy. I think 23, 24 years ago, 
there was a, a case in Italy where a woman accused a man of rape. He was convicted of rape and the case was appealed and the judges, the three judges on appeal um, ruled that uh, reversed the conviction and said she wasn't raped because she was wearing tight jeans. And therefore to get the tight jeans off, she must have uh, in some way acquiesced and helped him uh, to get her pants off, thereby consenting to the sexual assault. And the next day, the Italian um, members of the women in the Italian um, parliament came to work all wearing denim in solidarity uh, with the sexual assault survivor. And since then, every year on this day, um, it's denim day and people wear denim all over the world in solidarity of sexual assault survivors. So well, that's, no. that's well, fantastic. So I'm going to run and put a pair of blue jeans on because I yeah. think that's a good idea. Even though after the pandemic, I hate blue. I like I I personally ways down. Blue. Tony is just I, in. Oh, I wait, you see me pants. wearing blue jeans. You see me wearing a jean. <laughs> that's well, that's true. Okay. I don't <laughs> have a denim. I don't have a denim Same. shirt. So the yeah. only denim I own is is blue jeans. So I'll, I'll make sure to wear a, a pair of blue jeans today. Also, I want you to plug your show because it comes out the, t tonight, correct? Tonight yeah, is the tonight at 8 AF. Eastern Legal AF uh, with me and Michael Popak. And we discuss Denim Day and we discuss um, we discuss a few other things as well. It'll be a fun it'll be a, it'll be a fun conversation. So join us live uh, live chatting. Awesome. So just go Sweet. to Midas Touch YouTube page and then you can download it. You can download it anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. So go over to Midas Touch YouTube page and watch Legal AF tonight. What time uh, Eastern does it start, Karen? Do you Eight. know? Eight o'clock Eastern, the Midas Touch YouTube channel. Go watch Karen and Michael Popak break down the legal issues of the day and talk about denim day. Thank you, Karen, for joining us. Thank you for bringing that down. Uh, don't, don't go yeah. anywhere, everybody. Uh, we're going to be right back. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Thank you, Karen. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Letters from the Trucker Convoy. Dears Tammy, by the time we reach D.C., we was 50 strong in number. Some patriots ran out of gas along the way. We got plenty of Slim Jims skull. Near run out of Natty Light. Hope it don't rain tomorrow so we can circle the city again. Here's Bob. Dear Bob, I'm fixing to send you some more of them Doritos you like. The red bag, not the lib-loving blue one. In your absence, I discovered a rash on my neck, and no, it ain't no hickey, and I ain't even seen my cousin Brody in ages. Stay strong. Wipe your ass at least once a day. Yours, Tammy. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Karen at Nippolo from Legal AF. KFA uses her breakdown of the Trump deposition. I got it all wrong. Mm -hmm. I'll admit, I'll admit. Classic Tony. 
When you oh, said it, I was like, I feel, I was like, I, I thought I read something different, but yeah, I was maybe, like, maybe there was an update no. in the article. It happens. It happens. It happens when I'm wrong. I'm not wrong about Elon Musk, though. Yeah, I am no. not, and I, I am going to stick to my guns on this. He, listen, when I say this, you can play this tape back and say, you're wrong, dumbass. He is not going to own Twitter. He owns a bit of Twitter. Here we go. April 27, 2022. Tony says Elon will shit. not end Documented. up owning Twitter. It's right here. Live now, I, on CNN. Now, I, I think that's mm -hmm. a total possibility. I'm still 50-50 on it. Mm -hmm. I, I still think I, there is I, a, I still think that he has to, there's a possibility he battens down the hatches and he does commit mm -hmm. because, again, yeah. There's a whole. He is Elon Musk, though. He's, he's got Musk. his board on Tesla. There's a one billion dollar termination fee. Yeah, well, it's like ah, you know. So game. there's there's a few things that are at play where I'm like, let's get him on the show. I'll talk hey, to him. Let's yeah, get him, on the get show. him over here. Yeah, I, hey, listen, I'll have you know, a couple of my tweets. I was hoping that either I'd get blocked yeah. or I'd get a response from him. Yeah. Nothing's I, happened I, yet. I I would I would get Elon on the show, and you know I would not be cordial at all, but I, and I would probably eat his lunch. He's a weirdo in interviews, but come on yeah. the show, Elon, and we'll talk to you. I'll, we'll send um, him five bucks yeah. for a new haircut. <laughs> get it. Get him a decent fucking haircut. Yeah. Uh, okay. Speaking, speaking of, um, speaking of weirdos and in interviews, uh, have you seen this video by the good liars? This one? No, here? it's oh so hard God. to keep up. I feel like uh, every this one, this one's a gem. As you see here, um, this guy here, I told you earlier, this has got JFK Jr. enters the chat. If you look here, he's wearing a shirt that says Trump plus JFK Jr. 2021. So his shirt that he's wearing to this rally is already outdated. Um, these people I don't really, get it. 2021. I, like, do I, they think that I there was a, a special election that was going to happen? I don't, I don't know. Or, or I, JFK Jr. all of a sudden went and became a conservative like these are all good questions these are all really really uh, good hard-hitting questions these are the questions i try to avoid but right. somehow you make me ask them tony right exactly <laughs> well this is how it works and it looks like a, a husband and wife pair here i'm, I'm not really oh, sure wow. of their relation please don't but, procreate well yeah but they're asking <laughs> they're asking <laughs> You mean JFK Jr. and this guy, or these the, the husband? Oh, wife, just right? these yeah, two. Okay. Like you know, I'm okay, just well. I'm just you know, a couple brain cells rubbing together here. Right. right. But this appears to be um, outside the gated parking area, as we know they gate in the parking areas oh, yeah. now. They I lock guess. you so in. They can't, you can't, they leave. can't leave the rallies. We've heard that from oh, there's a fence, and that's got barbed wire over right. there. Yeah, they're right. It looks like a prison almost, like a yeah. Trump prison. But listen, listen to the dialogue and listen. Oh, listen to the theories because you've seen the video where the person thought that Princess Diana was still alive, right? You've seen yep, that one. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now listen to what this that was on, and that was on the uh, that was on a news station, right? For yeah. uh, whatever, right. RSBN or whatever, right? They were airing it as if it was news. Yeah, they're like, listen "Hey, to, this is good." Listen to what this lady says about joe biden and jim carrey i think she's watching too many movies and getting movies confused jim listen, carrey listen here listen you think biden is not alive right now no the guy that's doing the stand-up job of trying to wake people up is an actor wearing a mask i mean there's he's an actor wearing a mask okay so he's got a mask on I mean, jim carrey did play biden on snl right and he did do a movie called The Mask. The Mask. But listen in, listen in. Several different people playing Joe Biden at this point. Right. And the, when when he fell up the stairs going on the airplane. I 
So you remember the, the yeah, video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I remember Where calling the wind was blowing. Down. He kind of stumbles a bit. He he struggles right. to get. You know, Joe Biden isn't is an old guy, but he doesn't struggle to go down a ramp or really up a right. ramp. He doesn't go. Sometimes you trip on the stairs, right? I right. mean, this is a presidential moment that happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, because, he can drink water with one hand. It's so good. right, right. He can use right only one hand. I have a good story after the show for you, Gabe, that we might <laughs> we might do something with this about. Uh, and we'll have to we'll have to do that. But I don't, I don't want to give it away on air. But anyways, the moment. A lot of people don't understand like an airport, there's a lot of wind, right? And mm-hmm. and they always have open steps to get into Air Force One. They're not hooked to the terminal or anything. Right. And, and and there's a lot of wind. So a lot of times when you're coming down or going up steps, there's a lot of wind. So if you stumble. But here's the thing is listen to who she thinks actually stumbled. It was Joe Biden. I'll admit that. But listen who she thinks it was. They swapped. I myself think that that was Jim Carrey. I've heard that he was one of them. I- <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. I'm done. This this lady, this lady thinks that Jim Carrey is the one who who fell down the steps, um, or <sighs> fell up the steps. Well, whatever. Now, again, she's getting she's getting a couple things confused here. Listen to the question he asked. I wait, 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 wait. You think that Jim Carrey was wearing a mask and? Was and the acting president silly, and being silly by falling up the stairs three different times. She literally she's watching footage of the president of the United States. She's watching SNL, as you alluded to, that Jim Carrey plays Joe Biden on SNL. And then she's watching the movie The Mask, I think. And she's really kind of getting these things. They watch way too many fucking movies, man. These crazy wackadoo QAnon folks watch way too much tv they watch way too many movies it is absolutely insane it gets it gets better gabe it gets better Uh, it gets so much better here and james woods also i think is one of the (laughs) mask wearing james woods is a is a biden actor oh that's what she's saying that's what she's saying that's what she's saying here at the end listen uh let me pull it back let me pull it back here listen and James Woods also, I think, is one of the doppelganger mask wearing people. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. James Woods and Jim Carrey are doppelgangers with mask on, which is not doppelgangers are not. They don't. I, I don't know if she know what doppelganger means, but <sighs> James Woods is a conservative. He is right. a Trump humping conservative but gabe who better to play joe biden than someone who would implement the policies that you'd want to implement gabe so when gas when gas prices go up wait no 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 that was that that was that was that was jim carrey doing that that was jim carrey playing joe biden got it got it okay oh my fucking god this is this is what we have to contend with and and really honestly i i said this uh before you came in the air these people are getting dumber and dumber and dumber at his rallies. And it's not surprising that the, the dumb is staying with him and the people who aren't completely fucking delusional and lost their minds and just off their rockers are starting to peel away from him. That's why I believe we're seeing dumber and dumber at his rallies, not to be confused with the Jim Carrey movie, dumb and dumber, but Uh, it it is, it is starting to leak into fantasy really quickly. I, 
Yeah, they, they, I just I, don't, I knew it would leave you speechless. I don't even know what to, like I you 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 listen to that and you go, what? Right. Like it, there's no there's no other way to be like oh like is she is she punking like the big the the good liars like is that what she's doing you know and it's like no, no this is actually someone who legitimately one hundred percent lives in a reality where she believes Biden isn't really Biden or has actors who are playing Biden, which is a comedian known as Jim Carrey and a right-wing nutjob, former actor, uh, uh, straight-to-DVD James Woods, who, you know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. It, 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 well, is it supposed to? That's the thing here. Again, I've said this over and over again. We are at the intersection of WrestleMania and real life. And on one on one corner, there's the Facebook ivermectin group, and on the other corner is the QAnon headquarters. I just feel like soon it's just becoming 100 percent WrestleMania. Like that's what, what like reality. There is no is, really yeah, real life. Reality, reality like, is leaving the it's ring. It's a one way street, and there is no intersection. It's yeah. just a. Street, it's just a. It's right, straight. A you know, somebody road, somebody at one point was like, "Hey, maybe this is a two way," and they're like, "Nope, nope it's a one way." One way dirt road. <laughs> QAnon Avenue. It really, it really is. It really is. It really is beautiful that the more, the, the, the more trouble Donald Trump gets in, the more people are peeling away, the crazier his rallies become. Mm-hmm. Guys, honestly, in a couple months after they have chosen a bunch of Trump Trumpers to be their candidates and they hold these rallies and they're inviting these people to these rallies to try to prop up their candidacy for the 2022 midterm election. They are going to give us everything we need to prop up our messaging to beat back this Trumpism and to win the 2022 midterms. They are terrified of it. Just listen to the tapes that Kevin McCarthy released from him being terrified of what these morons are saying. And this has, this tape has to terrify them even more. And I am super glad that people keep putting microphones in front of these people's place, place in front of these people's faces. See, I'm are almost you an too, actor. Is someone I am. to be Tony? I, I, this is Jim Carrey with a Tony mask on. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm a big fan. Right. I I know. Uh, Speaking of microphones in front of faces, don't miss tomorrow. The show noon Eastern, 11 central nine Pacific. We will be in front of microphones tomorrow, every single weekday on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and now from the minus touch Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe, follow and do the likes and the comments and the whatever you're supposed to do. Like it, whatever, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. And until tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 central nine Pacific surfs up motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.